Hey, podcast listeners, you thought we were gone, but we are back. That's right. We're like the fungus that you can't get rid of. No matter how long it's been, we are back with a vengeance. But we're not fungus. We're a fungi. We're <laughs> plural fungies. I don't know what the plural fungi is. So, today we're back after all of that, and we are talking today about the power of positivity in leadership. Try to say that five times fast. That's the power of positivity. I feel like I'm going to cuss on here. And I don't think our editing skills are good enough to, to edit out cuss words. I, we'll just if, so if you hear long spurts of cut out stuff that we're trying to edit out, Dustin's cuss words today. That, that's right. And, and either that, or we're going to go explicit, which we may reach a whole new audience. With. That, that that would be true. That would be true. Which may be more responsible than the one we have. That so, is, anyway, but we're we're glad you're back. Um, getting into fall, college football is going on, which always makes me happy. Pumpkin everything will be out in a matter of only a few days. The iPhone seven is about to drop and so we're back with another with another podcast um you know one of the things i read i read a quote the other day and and i don't remember exactly who it was from it was was on twitter where most good wisdom comes from Mm. and it said being positive as a leader isn't being naive it's just being a leader and so that that quote's kind of stuck with me um since i since i read it because i I guess in, in in my thinking a leader is someone who has to be have his have his ear to the ground mm-hmm. so it has to be someone who is able to acknowledge when things aren't as they should be and has to be able to see that and see things for what it is otherwise vision never happens things never get corrected mm-hmm. and so when i read that i thought for a moment i thought that's not right but i i think it is and mm-hmm. so i think there's there's this um paradigm of a leader being a realist and also a leader being positive and i got a text message we're not gonna cut that out at all this is real stuff this is real stuff man unfiltered how like my coffee and so there's this paradigm and there's there's two sides of this coin a leader being realistic and a leader being positive and so i've kind of come to determine that a lot of leadership really is in an attitude and so we realize what needs to change but at the same time as leaders we think beyond this just needs to change or this isn't right and we begin to move in and the thing that separates a leader is we begin to move to this point of what can i do to fix it and this is going to get better that's the power of positivity and leadership yeah and with with the attitude idea for a second before we get to our our points here for a second is i think leadership or not, I think I know leadership is all about setting the precedent. It's all about, um, not just managing people, but also managing the emotions of what's going on. I think a, an easy example of this to pull it down is, uh, is, is our parents, you know, parents set the tone for family and how a child learns to respond, uh, to situations. And so I think being a leader, being a leader of people, uh, being a leader of an organization is a lot of the same thing, is that you hold the responsibility to set the precedent of how reactions occur to situations, positive or negative. Yeah, I've said on this podcast before that a leader sets the thermostat in the room. Mm, that's good. And good that. so I, and I actually, I'll, I'll play that through my head, even in um, arguments with my wife. I know, I know it's shocking that we argue. But even in arguments with, with, with my wife, as the leader of the family, I set the thermostat. I set the thermostat of the mood and the tone in the family. And it's the same thing in leading a church, leading a small business, leading 
your nonprofit organization, you set the thermostat and the people around you are going to look to you to see how you react, to see how positive you are, to see how negative you are, to see um, if, if you're trying to look for a solution or if you're excited about the future. And ultimately, you are responsible for either forward momentum or you're responsible for being stuck in the same spot for your organization. Yeah, because I think one of the easiest things for a young leader to do, especially if you're um, stepping into a leadership position, maybe you didn't start the organization. You know, uh, certainly if you're the the, the or you know the starter, you can kind of set the precedent. It's a little easier. But if you're stepping into something, uh, you need to be aware that the previous leader has already set the thermostat on several yeah. things, and you know, and that that would be a great actually podcast all by itself. But you need to be aware of that, and you need to learn to quickly how to, how to adjust and where the adjustment needs and realize that's not a, a quick thing. If you want to bump it down from 75 to 72, that takes time for the atmosphere to change and the culture to change, but it is your responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. And so what are some things that, how, how can we remain positive as leaders? What are some things? I just, I just want to give three statements of positivity in leadership, and I think these three kind of give a reason why the leaders. How about be we positive. say three thermostat settings? Mm. That's, good. Get, That's good. This is the nest. Y'all thermostat. can write this down, folks. Three thermostat settings for good, positive leadership. And if you're taking notes, which hopefully if you're driving, you're not. But if you're taking notes, number one is a leader instills hope. And so, mm. as a leader, when I look at a situation, I um. I can kind of change my attitude if I know that I'm someone who is supposed to instill hope. Because if you think about hope always looks to the future. Napoleon uh, Bonaparte, not Napoleon Dynamite, said a leader is a dealer (laughs) in hope. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know that there's ever been a more true leadership quote because we are people that we always have to provide hope. Because otherwise, how are people going to be motivated to get a job done? And if they're not motivated, you're not leading anybody. You're dragging them. And so we always need to be people that instill hope. Maybe that's because maybe we paint a picture of the future of what could be. Maybe we show a picture of what is now and compare it with what could be. Or maybe we're someone who puts action steps to things and gets people motivated by getting them some stuff to do. Maybe we put a plan together. Plans often motivate people. Whatever it is, as a leader, our job is to instill hope, to say there is more, there is better. Yes, this may not look good, but there is hope because we have a plan. Yeah, and I think the way that you can... Um, measure this, and it would take several different conversations in, in a span of time. Uh, you know, because hope is one of those things that's sometimes a little harder to find. Can easily be mistook as you know a positive meeting or someone in a good mood that day. But how does your team react to different situations over a span of time, and how are the conversations going? Is it something that there's an anticipation for things to come? Are we just managing this because this is just a problem that we're always going to have? You know, you need to learn to look for the underlying tension and responses to, to keep people on your team to see how they are responding through a variety of different situations. And then you need to say, well, where's, where, where's that temperature setting at? Are we hopeful or are we just complacent? Because you are dealing something. You will always deal something, whether it's complacency, whether it's just, just do whatever it takes to get the job done. Totally you know, not correct. That's certainly not that, depending on what your business is, I guess. But, you know, you are you are dealing something, and so sure. make sure it's hope. You know, and I think one of the ways that you can tell if you really need to, to amp up your hope um, is teams begin to make comments like, it's always been that way, 
or how is this ever going to change, stuff like that, or mm-hmm. someone should do something about this. I think that all those are statements that aren't hopeful statements. Those are statements that look to the negative rather than trying to find a solution, and that's your job as the leader. Yeah, and you need to make sure you really believe in the hope, too. There's nothing that sells worse than false hope you know, or fake hope. You need to make sure that the hope that you're, that you're trying to, to deal that you're trying to sell, that you're trying to promote within your team is actual hope. That is something that you really believe in. People can see through um, veiled things. And there's probably nothing more demoralizing than believing in a false hope and seeing it crum- crumble. That's so, right. And so some of, some of you may be dealing with some, you know, with some false hope ideas that you really just wanted to do because you wanted to see momentum and it wasn't real leadership. It wasn't real vision casting. So on to the next one. On to the next one. Number two, leaders look for solutions. And all of these, all three of these kind of go along together. But leaders look for solution rather than comments like this is the way it's always been or somebody should do something about that. Leaders make comments like I see a way Mm -hmm. or there is a way or let's figure out a way or let's come together and let's figure out a way. And so leaders instill hope, but leaders also look for solutions. And once again, looking for a solution acknowledges the fact that there's something that needs to be solved. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid as a leader to be positive, but to also say something needs to be done about this and look for a way because that is your job. It's not Mm -hmm. your job to wait on somebody else. It's your job to find and look for solutions and then motivate people to do it. That's right. I think where this comes from with both leaders and um, followers, work, you know, coworkers, whatever that may be is complacency. I think complacency is the, the real enemy to solutions because what you're, you will trade a less than solution, you know, rather than a great solution because of complacency. And that is not positive leadership. That's just leadership that barely gets it done because we're tired of working or, or that's all we want to do or we're lazy or whatever. And so leaders, positive leaders, are always looking for not only is there a way, there's a great way to do this. There's a way to do this that can change the way we think about this or the way that, you know, there's a way to do this where we can change people. We can change our organization. We can change our industry. I mean, I think, you know, you're looking at big examples. Look at the big tech examples of people that said, you know what, there's a not just a better way, but there's a great way to change people's lives through this kind of solution, through how we use our phones or whatever. Yeah, and I think also the difference, the thing that separates a leader is that a leader looks for a solution even when it's not obvious things are broke. And so you can have people on your team that are good at getting a job done and they do it the same way over and over again. And they can maintain this maintenance attitude. Mm-hmm. But a leader is the one that steps in and says, even though things aren't broke here, there's a solution to make this even better. They're the ones who see the better even when better isn't necessary. Yeah. And they're the ones that ultimately, as the tech examples, we had cell phones before Steve mm-hmm. Jobs invented the iPhone. He saw something and everybody's, the people around him apparently thought it was okay, and he saw something better. So he found a solution to something that wasn't an obvious problem. So yeah, so, so people wouldn't have disagreed that there was a way, but then it's saying, well, what's the best way? What's the greatest way? And so not being complacent and actually looking for, for something that down the road does instill hope, which yet again, that comes back to the very first thing, instilling hope. That what solution is going to build the most hope over the course of time that really makes people feel like they've accomplished something. And I think there's, I think there's this tension that we have to keep uh, personally in our personal lives as leaders. There's this tension between getting a job done and being okay with getting the job done because you have to celebrate, you have to be hopeful, mm-hmm. 
but also realizing that there's more out there. And so there's this constant tension I think we live in if we're looking forward of things are good, but things could be better. And how do we stay positive within that? I think that's the key of, of being a good leader. That's right. A lot of honesty there. Number three, leaders rally people. Leaders instill hope. Leaders look for a solution. And leaders rally people. Dustin, as I think about this, no better story comes to mind than the story of Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah had compassion on something. And he did something about it, and he got everyone involved and gave them a job to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the key for a leader, is we can all kind of do things on an island. But the thing that separates a leader is that they can get people to rally around. And almost all of them want to do it by the time they're done. If you think about the story of Nehemiah, the people that were around wanted to be there. Like they all worked on a separate part of the wall because they all wanted to be there. And even when Sambalot and the rest of those people came along, they continued on. Because they wanted to be there. Nehemiah rallied people. The truth is is that nobody likes a negative Nancy mm-hmm. or a negative, I'm trying to think of a man's name, Nelson. Norman? Negative Norman. Nobody likes a negative Norman. Nobody wants to be around those people. And no one wants to work for or with a negative leader. That's true. Paint a positive picture and rally people around it. Yeah, I think where my mind immediately goes to this is there are generally going to be two types of, of people when it comes to leadership. I know this is a pretty big, broad statement, but if y'all follow me for a second, is one, you have people with a personality that, that tend to rally people just off of your sheer charisma. And that's a wonderful gift to have. Uh, the other type is the kind that has wonderful ideas and sees problems, but feels that they're either incapable or don't need other people. And both of those have very big pitfalls. One, if you uh, naturally rally people, make sure that you are rallying them around something that doesn't just benefit you or isn't just using them as a means to an end. Yeah, because eventually true. what's going to happen is that you will lose your credibility because people will realize that you were a user and abuser of people and that is not a positive leader at all. That's a manipulative leader. And the other type is if you feel like your ideas a, a, either A, aren't good enough or, or that you're too complacent or lazy or that you don't need people, you're really not a leader if you're not rallying people. Leadership is leading people. Otherwise, it's really not leadership no matter how great the idea. And so I think that's two ways to look at that. Depending on where you fall, each of us might, might lean one more to the other side, but being aware of where we are and to realize that ultimately if we're called to be leaders, both in the secular world um, secular, I use that word as a Christian word, secular world or the church world, wherever you are, family world, it's to help make the lives of those around us better through our leadership. Yeah, and I was I was thinking the same thing you were, that ultimately this is, this is what being a leader is. A leader sees a situation, turns it into a positive and rallies people to get a job done. I mean, ultimately that's why we always look at the story of Nehemiah when we talk in leadership circles is because he was the ultimate leader. And I can think of somebody right now who is an excellent person, is a go-getter, has great ideas, but is missing this piece of rallying people. And so they end up doing everything kind of on an island and they never really accomplish a whole lot because they've never fully developed the ability to rally people. And I'm with you. I don't think you have to be a charismatic person for that. I think there's other things that can come through. I think passion can come through, even if you're not charismatic. I think a good plan can rally people. I think a good purpose can rally people. I think helping people see the need can rally people. And communication 
rallies people. And so this is this is this is the key to this whole thing is being someone who rallies people around a vision, around a common cause, and helps them go from I like you so I'll do it to I like what we're doing so I'll do it. That's right. And I think that that really is the whole lesson here is that positive leadership really goes above any personality, you know, really any gift set. Anybody, you know, under the right circumstances with the right dream and vision um, and hope can lead people into something. And it may not be an organization, but it may be your circle of friends. Maybe you need to be the leader that is instilling hope into your circle of friends about something specific. Maybe it is just your small group. Maybe it's your family life. Maybe it's your siblings. You know, there's so many ways to look at this. I know it's easy to say, well, just, you know, I'm paid to be a leader. I lead this organization. That's my title. But but we can all be leaders. I want, I want my son to be a leader of his of his friends. I want him to be positive and, 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 and to look for solutions to things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's all we've got for today. We would love to have your um, input. Uh, we would love for you to... Positive only, please. That's right. Positive input. We will deal with real input as long as it has a positive spin, I think. That's right. That's right. Otherwise, you will be deleted and then... Um, and then shamed. I don't know how. Publicly. Somehow. Publicly. We don't, we don't really have that, that, that ability, but um, no, we'll talk badly about you when the microphone Next time. Off. No. <laughs> uh, but you can tweet me. I'm at Jonathan Pearson. I would give you Dustin's Twitter handle, but he never tweets. And you can email me, Jonathan at JonathanPearson.net. And uh, we'll see you next month. Have a great month, everyone. Thanks for listening to